Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and Realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, welcome to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all major podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and even Google Play. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, travel tips, and uplifting travel stories from people who are inspiring a new generation of worldly travelers. You know, there's a powerful black travel movement emerging, and today black influencers are providing travelers of color advice, inspiration, and a way to explore the world as part of a community. My guest today is Palumi Newby, a travel enthusiast with a mission to show that traveling can be easy, safe, and most importantly, doable, especially as a black solo female traveler. And it is so great to have you here, Palumi, on Speaking of Travel. Thanks so much for talking to us from England. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's, it's such a delight to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. And Palumi, you must tell us your backstory because I call you a travel enthusiast, even an influencer. Were you traveling when you were a kid? How did you start getting into the travel bug? I'll say definitely I was traveling when I was a kid. My my parents traveled as well. Um, my first international trip was to the United States when I was 10 years old. And then a relocation happened from Nigeria, where I was born, to the U.K., 
um, around that same year. So, yeah, I think I've been traveling for a very, very long time and I've just enjoyed doing it. <laughs> so do you find that traveling today is different or changed since those early days when you were traveling when you were young and, uh, you know, just kind of out there doing your thing? I'll say definitely when I was much younger with obviously parental supervision, the traveling was very much, you know, visiting family members and very in the familiar or in the known. In my, as I got older and, you know, started doing things a bit more independently, um, I traveled, I started, you know, going off the beating parts, just, you know, going a bit more wilder, <laughs> doing things that give my, my, my parents heart attack <laughs> in a good way. Um, but yeah, really just exploring those off-beating parts and showing that traveling, like you said, can be easy, safe and doable as a black female. So when did you really start traveling yourself as a black solo female traveler, like with intention that this is what I'm going to do and I'm going out and I have a plan and I want to get off the beaten path. Mm. How did that unfold for you so that you were then able to put it into a way to deliver that information to other people who maybe have never traveled ever? Absolutely. I'll say to be in the year 2017, I set my challenge. I was like, I want to visit. I think that was 10 countries that year. I don't know why. It was just a very random challenge. Um, and yeah, it just kind of bloomed from there to just kind of try new places. Um, I remember back in uni too as well, taking advantage of like, um, you know, university organized travels. There was something called the B Global Citizen. Um, I went to India with the university and it was like for the low, low. They basically supplemented the whole cost. And I just started documenting it. You know, this is something I didn't have like a plan or like, you know, in five years and 10 years, this is what it would have turned into. It was very much organic, me just sharing my adventures. And then I started receiving like DMs and messages of people that, oh, you know, I wouldn't have thought of going to these places. Is it safe going as a black person? Um, what was your experience like? Show us your full itinerary. How much did you spend? Is it So all these questions just kept on my rise. And I was like, oh, wow. So people are interested in doing these things and the information is lacking from from my from that black female perspective really um so i just shared more and that's how the the community started growing and yeah, <laughs> it started and just snowboard, to be honest. <laughs> well, do you find that within the, the black community, people of color, that the community is getting larger and larger and people are starting to recognize like, you know, even for all the things that we hear or even see on the media, it is a safe world. People are nice and kind and there are places that we can go. Do you feel that people are starting to get that message and taking advantage of that? I think the the Black Travel Committee has always been traveling, if that makes sense. The media has not been doing a good job of showing that, you know. You know, you go into like an in-flight magazine or like, you know, travel magazine and you don't see anyone that looks like you or anyone that, you know, has that same representation. So it's more of we've always been doing it, the Black dollars, the Black pound, is very heavy in the in the travel industry and there's lots of research around that um it's just the acknowledgement of it so obviously with you know 2020 and the judge floyd and all that movement definitely i'll say a little bit has been improved you know brands are putting their money with their mouthies you know hiring black influencers and just making a bit more effort 
um, to be more, you know, um, to showcase that aspect of traveling. Um, but yeah, I, I always say it's always been there. It's just the platform has just never been there to showcase it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that more and more people are seeing themselves in these spaces and realizing that they can do it too as well. Um, so yeah. So do you find that as you travel more and you experience more uh, kind of on the ground and you're seeing for yourself that the information that you're putting out there is perhaps inspiring people so that they feel that they could, like you said, see themselves there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get messages, you know, even though every other day, wow, believe me, I took this solo travel because of you. I went to this destination, especially if you're talking about Eastern Europe or something like that. You know, it was never on my bucket list, but I saw you go and I, I love the way you showcased it. So I booked my ticket. So it's definitely something. And that gives me so much joy because I'm just like, the world should be accessible for everybody and every place. You should be able to confidently visit you know, so yeah, I definitely just showcase it as I'm very honest traveler. You know, if a bad experience did happen, I would say the bad experience happened. And if not, if I had a good time, I'll share that too as well. So I try not to be biased in any way and just share as openly, as freely as I can um, in the moment. So Palumi, how can people find this information? Because you also, do you do tours too? Is that something that's kind of an offshoot now from your own travels that people can actually come with you? Is that something mm -hmm. that you're doing? Absolutely. So after five years or so of just sharing on social media and the pandemic and everything, um, I realized that, you know, it's great to say, you know, see me do visit this place. But people really like going with you as well. So I, I created something called Oremi Travels, which means um, friendship travels. And that is really just encouraging people to come solo, to come with a friend. And we host group tours around the world. Um, the next one is in Dubai. We have destination Jamaica, Bali, um, and so many more um, in 2023. But yeah, it's definitely something that is fully organized, itinerary included. You just need to show up and have a good time. So yeah. Well, you had me at just show up. <laughs> Absolutely. So how can people, what's your website there, Palumi? So people or your social Instagram that people can go and start looking at you as we're talking more. So my social media is Palumi. So P-E-L-U-M-I dot like a full stop and Nubi, N-U-B-I. You'll be able to see all my adventures to over 70 countries. And for the travel page is called is www.oremitravel, O-R-E-M-I, travels with the S dot com. Um, you'll be able to see all our trips um, loading from this year to the next. Well, when we come back, I want to talk more about that. I want to maybe get some some of the lessons that you might have learned out there on the road, Palumi, because I know, I mean, 70 countries, that's a lot of traveling. So again, thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to picking up right here and talking more about you and your adventures. Absolutely. Well, you're listening to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Palumi Nubi, and she is going to talk to us about traveling and inspiring places that we can go and even give us some tips and lessons that she's learned on the road. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree Hugger. 
Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Traveling to new places is good for everybody, but sometimes travel can be challenging. The good news is there are products available that can put your traveling concerns at ease. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store at 28 North Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Plumi Newby. She is a travel enthusiast. She has a mission to show that traveling can be easy and safe and really doable, especially as a black solo female traveler. And Plumi, I'm just so happy to have you here on the show, and I love talking about this. It's almost like, like you were saying before the in the earlier segment, you were talking about how black travel has always been there. People have been traveling. But now, do you feel that the media is finally starting to catch up, that the message is getting out there in a more positive way? I think definitely there's room of room for improvement, like every other thing. But, you know, in comparison to previous times, there's definitely more, um, more information out there. You see more brands. Um, and being more inclusive and the media, you know, not just showcasing bad news. There's actually like, you know, a black excellence and things like that within the travel space. So, yeah, um, they've definitely improved, um, but there's always room for improvement. <laughs> so what do you think are some of the the favorite places that you've been to that you feel kind of encompass what your mission is to show easy, safe, doable uh, for black people, whether they're solo travelers or couples or families or whatever? Um, definitely with the African continent itself. Um, you know, not assuming that it is one country. If you think so, please change your mind. It is 54 different countries. Um, just being just being black and moving within that space, I find it a lot more easier just because of the way I look. I'm a little bit more welcomed in, into that spaces. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite or a handful of favorite because every country just seems to have something that makes it special. Either the people you go with or the experiences you have. Um, as like I said earlier on, within within Europe, I really found Eastern Europe to be quite great. I call it affordable luxury. Your money goes very far, and you are is not so um tourist induced if that makes sense like you're still very much locally 
inclined and you have that local connection and cultural immersive experiences so i definitely say you know go to places like albania or montenegro or something like that you really get to be in nature and just you know if you're if that's kind of up your your alley um within african continent i was privileged to go to 10 different countries um earlier on i did like a whole three-month exploration tanzania if you get to go to zanzibar it is paradise on earth i've never seen water so blue and sand so white it is incredible. Um, Namibia is another good one as well. Australia, there's just so many. There's so many. I can I am the worst person for this, but yeah, wherever you go, and I always tell people traveling doesn't mean going across the world. It doesn't mean you have to take a 17 hours flight journey or something. Just try something new, you know, going to your next county, going to the next neighboring country next to you. Um, that is all countries, just having new experiences. That's the definition of traveling. So yeah, let's not focus too much in <laughs> faraway places. Just you know, start start where you can, um, and 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 enjoy the moment. I love that. I tell people that too. In in America, it's like if you want to travel, just go to Mississippi. You'll meet new people that you might not understand their language. <laughs> they're going to have new kind of foods, <laughs> but they're really just a road trip away. So yes, I'm so glad that you. Uh, that you said that. So, Palumi, give us some some lessons, like give us a little idea, especially around safety uh, mm -hmm. of what you have learned. I know that a lot of it is just common sense, but maybe you have some ideas that could just help anybody who's traveling. I say if it's your first time traveling, definitely just give yourself extra time. Don't rush because once you rush, you start making mistakes and stuff like that. So just extra time in the airport, extra time for, you know, worst case scenario, something gets delayed and don't panic. You know, if things get delayed, just think about it. The train you tend to work get delayed, you know, these things are normal and just, you know, just... <laughs> if meditation is your thing, do a bit of meditation. Just be at a very chill thing, um, because things will go wrong. Trust me, as experienced I am, I still, you know, things still grind my gears sometimes. But it's like it will go wrong, and that's fine. Um, it's kind of how how you take it and the perspective you look at it in. Um, and then you know, safety wise, I think, like you said everything most things are common sense i think a lot of people like go to a new country and they just throw away all their safety things that they do at home like they they let's say go out late in the night and they don't contact people to tell them where they are like these are the things you would do in your hometown why do you think it'd be so different in another place so definitely implementing those same safety tips um i personally don't like carry pepper spray or something maybe because it's illegal in the uk so i don't really do that um because i don't like to live in fear as well like i feel like mindsets you know around where you are is also very important and kind of what you what you attract towards you. I just believe I belong in this space, so I will be okay. And I think that really, I don't want to sound so woo-woo, but that really does attract the right situation and the right people towards me. But yeah, so I think definitely just kind of like letting people know where you're whereabouts to be. You know, if you're taking the Uber and stuff, there's so many integrated features whereby you can literally send a text message that shows your location, the name of the Uber driver, the, the plate number, all of that. You can definitely use that. Um, taking a photocopy passport of your passport so you can have that handy in case you need it. Um, you know, know where your local embassy is in case you find yourself in trouble, your passport get lost. So these are just things you can put, but most time things go okay and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, I... You'll be 
<laughs> I think drawing that good energy to yeah. you and being in a space where you are feeling comfortable and that's, that's a big part of what you're about too is just being comfy and uh and happy you know yeah, doing that absolutely. doing that smile thing that <laughs> i think which is a universal language you know i've been in a situation whereby i'm speaking someone that doesn't speak english i don't speak their language and just by the smile i always tell people smile is a universal language you know you smile at someone they know that you know they're able to engage easier it just opens the world of communication um that might not be there if you'd be more frown it'd be more sketchy um, but yeah, just being learning the basic words, you know, people feel like if you make an attempt in their languages, if you just hello or help me, just those small things, people are more willing to assist when you've made an effort from your side too as well. I always find that helpful. I've heard that a lot that being able to, and I, and I talk about this too, just, you know, sometimes people travel, especially first timers, they might not feel so self-confident that they can do it. And yet following these few simple uh, little advice, like you're saying, uh, can make such a huge difference in being able to feel confident, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us again, I mean, who wouldn't want to travel with you, Palumi? I mean, it sounds like so much fun just being able to hang out with you. How can people get more information? And yeah, do you have a newsletter? Do you have a way that people can like continually be in touch with um, you? I think my Instagram is kind of like my online journal. I'm very, 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 I overshare if anything on that. <laughs> I just kind of like spill my, my internal thoughts and everything and just kind of like showcase and share it openly. Um, and just to bring it to what you said earlier on about being comfortable traveling, that's literally my logo. And I created a deck of cards called Comfy Travel, and it's 32 different affirmations that just help with travel anxiety. Because, you know, if you've never done something before, if you're so, if you're scared or in a situation, it's just a reminder, you know, it's things, it's just say words like, you know, I belong in this space. I'm welcome in this space. You know, traveling is opening up to me. I'm able to travel, you know, just, you know, I always believe the word of the mouth is very powerful and the way in which we communicate is also very powerful. So yeah, those are available for sales. If anybody wants to grab a copy, they'll make amazing Christmas gifts. Um, the page is www.comfytrav, that's C-O-M-F-Y and then T-R-A-V.com. Um, you can get a deck of cards from there. Well, I'm totally on that. That sounds wonderful. I love the affirmation and being able to pick a card. Those are really great. Well, Palumi, thank you so much for being here today on Speaking of Travel. And I'm looking forward to following you and seeing all your adventures and what you're going to be off and doing in 2023. And definitely have you back on Speaking of Travel so that we can find out what's up and about with you. So again, thank you so much. I cannot wait to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Palumi, for being here on Speaking of Travel today. So are you looking for a home away from home maybe when you travel? Why not think about a bed and breakfast and experience a warmer and more personal lodging option where you can relax and be 
as Palumi said, comfortable and meet and interact with the innkeepers. Well, coming up next is Stephen Collins, who, along with his wife, Robin, are the owners of the Applewood Manor Inn Bed and Breakfast here in Asheville to share why a B&B is a good choice. So stay tuned. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next journey. Nest Realty. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you. Let's talk about Real ID. What is it? And what is the new deadline? 2023 is now the year to make sure you get your Real ID, and the new deadline is May 3rd, 2023. The Department of Homeland Security is requiring all domestic air travelers to have a specific kind of driver's license for air travel, and this is called a real ID. It's easy to get. In North Carolina, you just visit a Division of Motor Vehicles driver license office and bring the necessary documents with you. You can go online and find all of that information at the NC DMV. Then you pay a small fee and you will receive your new Real ID driver license in the mail within just a few weeks. A North Carolina Real ID includes a star emblem in the upper right corner of the license. That's how you know that that is a Real ID. And the TSA will begin requiring the Real ID at security checkpoints in May of 2023. So don't delay. Visit the DMV as soon as you can. Of note, if you have a passport, this can also be used as your identification to go through airport security in lieu of a real ID. For more information about Asheville Regional Airport, including answers to many frequently asked questions, visit flyavl.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. So I just read a study about how millennial travelers are really looking for more authentic experiences. It seems like those days of all-inclusive vacations where you never leave the resort are maybe coming to an end. Millennials are wanting more experiential adventures where they can make authentic and unforgettable lifelong memories. And I think people these days also want to have an authentic lodging experience. That's why the bed and breakfast day is a popular option. You get to meet new people and have a really personalized experience. 
My guest today is Stephen Collins, who, along with his wife, Robin, are the owners of the Applewood Manor Inn Bed and Breakfast here in Asheville, North Carolina. And I hear their daughters join in when they're home from university. So welcome, Stephen, to Speaking of Travel. I'm really looking forward to hearing about what's happening over there at one of Asheville's longest continuously operating bed and breakfast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here with you today. So, Stephen, bed and breakfast owner, that's a big task. I'm curious, what made you and Robin decide that that's something you wanted to go into? Well, uh, as I'm sure you're aware from my background, um, I'm a technology business leader and and I'm still active. Uh, But My wife and I moved to Asheville in 2018, and we really wanted to get a head start on retirement. I'm not retired, but with the time we were living in Austin, Texas, we really enjoyed that. Great friends there. But we decided we wanted something a little more, let's say, down to earth, maybe quieter uh, as we thought about the long term. And importantly, because all our three daughters were off the university and out, out of the house. So we made the move. We're uh, in love with Asheville. We couldn't be happier. Uh, But since we did have uh, an empty house, uh, except for our French Bulldogs, we talked about what what could we do together? My wife and I have have always, you know, she's raised the kids. She was an interior designer, commercial interior designer before that. And we felt like we wanted to do something together. And uh, I guess it was serendipity, but it turns out Montford is a national destination for bed and breakfast. And there are uh, a number of properties, as you're well aware, and one, the Applewood Manor, uh, was for sale, and we fell in love with the house, and we decided, look, this is perfect. This can be a platform for us to not only do something together at this point in our lives, but give back to the community, um, make friends, and, and, and to share the things that we love with people we already know friends and family, and new people we don't yet know. Um, So it is a a labor of love. Uh, You know, it's something we're passionate about. We want it to be a viable business, but we're not doing it to pay the bills. Uh, So that's that's really the the genesis story for Applewood Manor. And Stephen, what are you doing that is a little different, let's say? I know that you have a very vast background. What What's that vision that you have for the bed and breakfast besides just greeting and meeting people and having spend the nights over there? Well, perhaps ignorance is the uh, source of of innovation in this particular case. Um, You know, bed and breakfast owners are a very passionate group. Um, I'm sure you've met many of the owners around Asheville and, and they love their properties and they love what they do. I think that's generally true. Um, You know, when you go to a bed and breakfast, it's in most cases somebody's home. And there's a very robust network of uh, uh, organizations and individuals that advise the bed and breakfast community. I bought half a dozen books to figure out how to run a B&B. And most of them started with don't do it. (laughs) But we did it anyway. So we don't think in terms of, you know, are we trying to be different for being different, say. As I said, we see this Applewood as a platform to share the things that we love. Um, what do we love? Well, we we love travel. We love art. I'm a cyclist. I'm very. I love cycling. Um, we love great food and wine. In my business career, I do a lot of mentorship and coaching. 
so that's something I enjoy. And we wanted to incorporate all those uh, passions into Applewood Manor. And so we're different in the sense that the the property and, and the guest experience is very much an authentic reflection of the things that Robin and I love. And to the extent that that might be different than any other B&B owners, I, I'd say that's that's what's different. With that being said, you know, I did want to apply, you know, some of the learnings I've had in, in my career in technology, how to leverage technology, very importantly, digital marketing, which is where I specialize, and also incorporate my the experiences I've had at my favorite places to stay around the world. And in particular, my favorite place anywhere is, a, is the Soho House. So we definitely looked at kind of cutting edge, you know, hospitality businesses and thought, how can we bring that uh, to to Asheville? And one example of that is we are Asheville's only Michelin star restaurant. As far as I'm aware, we have regular visits from world class two and three Michelin star chefs. They come and spend a weekend at the property and interact with the guests. The guests get to cook with them and shop with them and go foraging with them. And it's, it's really an incredible opportunity for anyone to be able to cook with a Michelin star chef. You usually just see them on TV, but I think that's certainly differentiated. And and I'm fortunate to have a lot of chefs as friends and I'm invested in two New York uh, restaurants. And um, so that gives me a bit of a network to tap into. So that that's an example, but we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we love. We're not doing something to be competitively differentiated in that sense. If, if that, uh, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I'm excited. I love the idea of being able to come over and and stay for a weekend and be part of the, you know, putting on a chef hat with some really <laughs> great chefs and and doing all of that. So, Stephen, how can people get in touch with you and uh, look at what you're doing and look at your beautiful, beautiful, the home there? When was that built? That, that's very historic, this house. The home was completed in 1912. The architect was a very well-known architect in this area, William Henry Lord. So I would say it's somewhat of an iconic property here in the Montford Historic District of Asheville. It's a 1.1 acre beautiful lot. So it's a, it's a very relaxing, uh, perfectly situated property for people who want to explore Asheville downtown or want to get into the mountains. But our website is applewoodmanor.com. And uh, you can email us at contact at applewoodmanor.com. Uh, I think we have a lot of great information on our website. Anyone who runs a website always wants to make it better. Uh, so suggestions are welcome. But we certainly try to not only describe the property, but also create value for visitors. We have a stories section. Marilyn, I hope you contribute to some time. But most of that content is, uh, uh, we'll call it quasi-fiction uh, written by my father, Tom, who just started writing about Asheville and the Applewood Manor. So I think uh, that story section is very entertaining. It's not just a blog with, uh, you know, that's promoting the property. You know, we've got some great photographs, as any good website should. And, and of course, an event calendar that talks about all the fun things we're doing. And then do you have a social media as well? Are you on Facebook and Instagram and those Cert- social? Certainly. Um, thanks for reminding me. I'm dating myself. I would say we attend to our Instagram account the most. It's Applewood Manor, at Applewood Manor on Instagram. Uh, I believe there's a space between it. Not 100% sure. I should check. And it's the same handle, um, you know, look up Applewood Manor on Facebook. But the content generally mirrors 
we uh, we try to keep our Instagram feed nice and fresh with great photos. And occasionally we'll catch the bears wandering through our property and you can see them too. I'm sure, Marilyn, you've run into a bear or two in Nashville. Absolutely. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. I I want to have you back on so we can talk about some more ways that, that you and Robin are investing in this community. And I know you're a big traveler, so we'll we'll definitely set up a time for you to come back on Speaking of Travel. And I just want to thank you so much for what you're doing and look forward to being down there in Montford and coming over for a visit. Well, you're welcome anytime. Thank you for the opportunity to chat with you today. Well, thank you, Stephen, for being here today on Speaking of Travel. So did you ever notice that the autumn light is bright and gentle at the same time? You know, this magical glow makes everything so beautiful and seems to bring in everything that is nurturing to your soul. Coming up next is Jen Brooks of RomanticAsheville.com to share why so many people love the fall season. So stay tuned. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an 800-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures to be found across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Okay, so you might think I'm in love with fall or something, considering how much I bring it up on Speaking of Travel. Well, it's just that for me, fall really boosts my motivation, and I find myself out in nature more. I'm taking tons of pictures, and I'm wearing cozy sweaters. I just love as the temperatures cool down that my thinking becomes clearer. So how can we make the most of this wonderful season? Maybe we can start by mapping out our goals for a fresh start and making time for the things that we love. And here to fill us in on ways we can fall in love with fall right here in Western North Carolina is Jen Brooks, the editor and social media manager of RomanticAsheville.com, that popular online travel guide to the mountains and foothills right here surrounding Asheville and Western North Carolina. And Jen, it's always such a pleasure to have you on Speaking of Travel. Thanks, Marilyn. Always good to be here. We're both loving the fall weather out here, and it's definitely transitioning. I know. I can feel it, and the light is just so crisp and bright and just so magical. It's okay. So, listen, I want to talk to you about what's going on right here in western North Carolina and around these beautiful mountains as we're now really into the fall season and know what's ahead. So give us an idea on what's going on. Yeah, well, 
we went out to graveyard fields two weeks ago and we went out to Mount Mitchell last week and everything is transitioning really well. Um, the peak areas that are um, happening as we speak are going to be the areas at 6,000 and 5,000 feet elevation. Um, that'll include like Beach Mountain, Grandfather Mountain, um, Black Balsam, Rough Ridge, Graveyard Fields, um, anything on the parkway. And as you can hear, my dog's outside super excited about fall as well. <laughs> and then as we're coming into this week, we should see uh, Mount Pisgah, Devil's Courthouse, and some of the other areas um, towards Smoky Mountain National Park start to see that um, change. And we've been really lucky to have the right kind of weather to sort of transition the colors. So they're going to be pretty vibrant this year. Well, I've already noticed how vibrant they are. It's unbelievable. I think this is might be in the books one of the best autumn seasons for a while. And yes. that yes. means that there's lots going on. Not only are there some beautiful waterfalls and scenic drives, but I know that there are uh, festivals and things that people can do like pumpkin patches. What would you recommend, Jen, as, you know, not a solid itinerary, but just some ideas on what people can see and do as they're uh, out doing the leaf peeping this year? Yeah. So there's, a, of course, we have lots of scenic drives on the website. And through those scenic drives, you can stop off in some small towns, some main streets. A lot of our really cool small uh, towns are having um, festivals. There's Color Fest in Dillsboro. Of course, we have Leaf Festival in Black Mountain, which is a pretty um, hallmark festival for fall here in this area. Um, and beyond that, you can also just get out. There's um, We have a whole collection of like rooftop bars to go to in Asheville, um, Blue Ridge Parkway, top fall photo spots. And then, of course, we have our collection of all the small towns you can travel and stop in. Lots of craft festivals, lots of ways to kind of collect even interesting gifts for the holidays. Well, speaking of the holidays, they are right around the corner. It seems that the time is going by so fast. Give us just a little uh, sneak peek, if you will, on what's going to be happening as the weather starts to change. We don't want to rush it, but we know it's going to happen as far as what people can be planning for right now. Absolutely. Well, I went into Lowe's and they already have the Christmas decorations and it's not even Halloween. So <laughs> I think folks like to look ahead. You know, we don't want to overdo it, but there's some exciting things coming up. There's a lot of new, um, a lot of new Christmas lights to see and Christmas events with extra things like ice skating and um, Christmas trees, fresh cut Christmas trees in our small towns and different festivals and areas. But we will have um, winter lights, which is always a huge favorite in Nashville at the um, North Carolina Arboretum. We are hosting a giveaway where, where we're going to give away tickets for Winter Lights, which kicks off on November 18th. Um, and we'll host a giveaway for that October 17th through 31st. And that's a, definitely a premier event for our area. And then, of course, Christmas at Biltmore begins even sooner on November 4th. So that's going to be fun. There's another huge thing happening in Bryson City, um, which is a, their first drive through event. And they're also the hometown of Polar Express. So that's really exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of new things coming down the line. Folks are getting festive this year. Um, unlike some of the previous years since COVID, folks have been a little bit nervous, but um, everybody's coming out this year. So it's going to look fun. That sounds really great. And Jen, tell us again how, I know the website is pretty easy to remember, romanticashville.com, but you mentioned the the giveaway and creating itineraries. Give us, just navigate us a little bit to when we get onto romanticashville.com, the best ways that we can really utilize that to the fullest. 
Absolutely. So I would start with things to do. Um, we have a we have a very simple menu at the top. And if you just go through things to do, you're going to find all the recent top events that um, are around Asheville and Western North Carolina, because we do cover all of those 16 counties. And then on the uh, right hand display, there's a trip planner. And what you can do is just kind of save that um, and that you'll be able to check all the things you want to put onto your trip planner. Go down there, figure out uh, the small towns and the connecting points, which we make it really easy for you. And you can kind of plan out an itinerary. If you go on a fall drive, you can hit two small towns in a day and really get an experience for that small town. Oh, that sounds great. And I can tell you, your social media is just really booming lately. And you've got so many beautiful photos. And there's, mm -hmm. I cannot see how anybody could not just like you and me, fall in love with the fall right here in these beautiful mountains. Oh, yes. Yes, it is gorgeous. And the this is definitely a year in and of itself. Um, the fall color is really coming out well. And hikes on the Blue Ridge Parkway are huge. You know, the Blue Ridge Parkway, it's going to close for winter at some point. So it's always nice to get out there when you can and really get these vista views and hiking Um and even waterfalls. There's so much. There's the hay rides and the comfort food and the crisp air and the scenic drives and mm. everything pumpkin around here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm drinking a pumpkin latte as we speak. And, you know, you were talking about your dogs and how happy they are. This is a very pet friendly environment up here in the mountains in Asheville. Oh. Everybody loves to bring their pets. Of course, there's so many breweries. There's just so much to see and do. And Jen, we can't, you know, I can't thank you and your team enough for all that you do on Romantic Asheville and keeping us up to date and current and let's just go out and put on our cozy socks and maybe take a hike sometime. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Take it in. Well, thank you so much, Jen. And thanks to Palumi and Stephen for being on Speaking of Travel this week. So have you ever been at work and find whenever you sit down to do some brainstorming, you end up with a paper full of doodling? And then you find yourself staring out the window. Well, I know I'm pretty easily distracted and I find I need to shake things up a bit from time to time. But I also know I'm not really the most confident person out there. So what do I end up doing? Well, traveling has a lot of well-known benefits, including boosting self-confidence. You know, you have to speak up and navigate and really become more independent. The best part is you really come back from anywhere you travel outside your own neighborhood with a freedom to be yourself completely. Traveling is the best way to get over burnout and even just shut down for a bit. Make traveling a priority in your life. Budget well. Even a day trip is nice once in a while. Plan a getaway. You'll never regret it. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy.